Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to this week's episode. We are on episode 134 of the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. And today I'm really excited to talk with you about how to make the most of Q4 as an independent consultant, very specific to you and your business model. Before we dive in though, I'll give you a quick update. And I would just love to know, how are you? You listen to my podcast while you're walking or while you're driving and oftentimes on a weekly basis. And I would just love to know more about you. Send me an email and let me know a little bit about you and your business goals and what you're going to be focusing on here in Q4. Or you could drop me a line in LinkedIn. I'm not as active on there, but I come in and check it every now and then and would love to get into a conversation with you. All right. With that, I'll also tell you just on a personal note, things are in full swing again. You may have heard me talking about this, but my three boys are all competitive swimmers and we had the month of August off and then kind of got back into the all the practices and everything. And our first swimming is this weekend. So back to a lot of swimming. Uh, really excited about it though. Except for this weekend, it happens to be only two of the boys are swimming because the third one, he's eight and he's obsessed with tarantulas. And it turns out I had no idea about this. I've grown up in Colorado, lived here a good chunk of my life. I had no idea that we have a lot of tarantulas. And apparently, there is this tarantula migration a little bit further in southeastern Colorado, a couple hours from our house. And it's tens of thousands of tarantulas migrating, and they're having a festival. So anyway, my husband is taking the youngest down to this tarantula migration I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, hopefully they'll see some of these tarantulas because <laughs> his heart is set on that. Anyway, and then I'll be at the swim meet with the other two. So that's what's happening over here. I would love to know what's happening in your life if you want to reach out an email or uh, LinkedIn and uh, let's make this a two-way relationship instead of a one-way relationship. All right. So with that, let's talk about Q4. We're here, if you're listening to this in the real-ish time, we're here already at the end of another year, Q4. And this is a really important quarter that is a unique quarter in the year. And so I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about you know that uniqueness and the traps that can be really easy to fall into in Q4 because it is unique, because we're coming to the end of a year and we're starting to think about next year, those traps that can be really easy to fall into so that you're aware of them, they're not going to be a surprise to you. But let's bring them to back to the top of your awareness and then talk about how to avoid and overcome those traps so that ultimately you're making the most of Q4 and you're finishing this year strong. There's no reason to write off Q4 
and just focus on next year. And I want to give you the tools to make sure that you're able to put all of that into action for yourself in your business and finish this year strong. So with that, before we dive in, quickly, I will share with you a companion resource that will go really well with today's episode, especially the third trap that I'm going to share with you. And that is the Consultant's Yearly Business Plan PDF. You can go grab that on my website at melissalieberman.com forward slash plan. And my name has a lot of weird spelling, so I'll just spell it out for you. Melissa is M-E-L-I-S-A, last name Lieberman, L-I-B-E-R-M-A-N. So I'm missing a bunch of letters, but it's melissalieberman.com forward slash plan. And you can download that yearly planning process specific to you as an independent consultant and start thinking ahead to next year, which is what I will start touching on in this episode, in uh, the third part of this episode. But at the same time, we don't want to jump ahead. So we're doing both of these things at once. You'll see what I'm talking about here in a minute. Okay, so with that, that is the companion resource for today's episode. Let's talk about the agenda really specifically. We're going to talk about how to make the most, this formula to make the most of Q4 for you as an independent consultant. I'm going to walk you through the three most common Q4 traps that I see for independent consultants. I will share with you for each of those traps, tools and guiding questions that you can use to overcome and avoid those traps. So you're going to want to have your pen and paper out or go over to my website. We'll have it all written out for you there. So you can just copy and paste it from the show notes. And then finally, we'll wrap up with how to pull all this together for you so that you can put this plan for Q4 into action and make the most of the rest of this year for you. Okay, so let's start in with just at a high level, what are these three most common Q4 traps? These three most common Q4 traps are number one, the thought process of corporate clients aren't buying at your end. It's not as common, you know, so many companies and people are taking off, especially the end of the year. And so people aren't buying. My clients aren't buying. That is the first of the three traps. We're going to dive into this in a lot more detail here in a minute. The second of the three traps is the thought process that it's hard to juggle everything on your plate in such a busy season with, you know, depending on what holidays you celebrate and just all the things that happen on a personal level in Q4, thinking about how hard it is to juggle everything on your plate in such a busy season is another trap for Q4. And then the third trap for Q4 that we're going to dive into today and take apart so that you can address it is the idea that, you know, this kind of rush to think ahead to next year. And so you've kind of got this dynamic of having one foot in Q4, maybe just not even like uh, dipping your toe into Q4, basically, and then really having the rest of your focus on next year. So those are the three most common traps that I see that independent consultants making, which then results in not making the most of Q4, in treating this quarter as kind of one that you write off every year. And we don't want that to happen. So with that, let's tackle each one of these one by one so you're not letting that Q4 opportunity slip through your fingers. 
We really want to make sure you're finishing this year strong, whatever that looks like for you. Okay, so let's start with the first one. The idea that clients aren't buying as much at year end. The idea that maybe you only have six weeks in this quarter because it's really just October up to Thanksgiving if you're in the US or October up to the middle of, you know, early December for rest of the world where it feels like you've got to write off a good most of December essentially. So this quarter can feel like it's only six to eight weeks as a result of what I just described. And so let's talk about this. Let's break this apart. This idea that there's less time in Q4 to sell and therefore it's a harder quarter to be successful in. And I want to look at this from two angles, similar to what we did last week. If you listened to the episode from last week, we looked at this from two angles. How is this not true? And so if it is true, how is it true? And so what? So let's start down the path first of how is this not true? This idea of confirmation bias. We're constantly looking at things and proving ourselves right. So let's look at that and say, where do I have confirmation bias here? And it's not necessarily true. There are so many years in Q4 that I remember very vividly because they were fairly painful. When I was in corporate, being a part of sales teams that were, as a subject matter expert, to be specific, that, you know, where we were selling to corporate clients. And I remember so many times working with those clients. And it was just up to the wire where those clients were wanting to get a deal done for whatever reason. Usually it's because they want to use up some budget money. They want to make sure that they could check off the box for year-end objectives and be able to get their bonuses as a result of that. Or they want to have you know next year in place so they can hit the ground running. Whatever the reason is, it is incredibly common for buyers of your services to have an even stronger appetite for buying your services because of some of those reasons that I just shared. So the first way to look at this, if you're thinking, you know, well, look, Q4 is hard. There's potential clients are distracted. The first thing you want to do is ask yourself, how is that not true? How is that not true? And really go through that process that I just gave you of what are my ideal clients going through right now? And how can I best help them with some of the urgency they may be facing right now because of your end and because they've got to get some of the the solutions in place? And at least at a high level to say they're addressing whatever the problem is and hiring you as part of addressing that and showing that they've started working on the process and it'll hit full speed at the beginning of next year. Those kinds of things. So the first thing when you're thinking about that common trap of assuming that clients aren't buying at your end, and so you'll just redirect your focus, really getting clear with yourself of how is this not true? And answering those questions for yourself in a very specific way to think about how is it not true that your clients aren't buying a double negative How is that not true? And as a result, open up opportunities for yourself that you would have otherwise overlooked. Now, let's look at it from the other angle. It is true 
especially for the last couple of weeks in the year, that people that buy your consulting services are generally on vacation. They want to have their own space and time. You want to take off time as well. So there are those couple of weeks. And if you're in the US, it's you know a week of Thanksgiving and two weeks in December typically. So there's three weeks out of a 12-week quarter that are more distracted. You could say the same thing about all different types of quarters in the year, if you really think about it, for different holiday reasons or summertime. At the end of the day, it can be a, you know, just something that we make up in our mind, obviously, that isn't as true as we think it is. So that was that path we just went down. How is this not true? But let's say it is true. It is true that we've got two or three weeks that consulting buyers are focused on other things or out with their families. And so now what? Do you throw your hands up in the air and say, well, I'm just going to restart next year and, and refresh my pipeline and do a better job next year? No, obviously not. <laughs> that is not the answer to how to handle Q4. But it's a common way that I often hear consultants getting really tempted to do that. So the the key here is if you're looking at this from both of these angles, how is this not true? We talked about that a minute ago. And now how is it true? And so what? So if it is true that December, at least a couple of weeks in December, are not the most ideal time to be selling consulting services, so then what? That's the question you want to be asking yourself. And more specifically, you might ask yourself, okay, if that's true, what could I offer that's more relevant for this time of year? What could I offer that has a shorter sales cycle? It might be a two-day strategy type of a session where uh, offer where you're selling that now and have it paid for in this year, this calendar year, and it's scheduled for you know mid-January. It might be that you're selling uh, facilitation, which again, well, uh, road mapping or strategy facilitation, which again, you can contract for that this year, have it scheduled for next year, and thinking about how do you sell something that will fit into the dynamics of what Q4 looks like. Also, you can ask yourself, which of my ideal clients could be experiencing time of year related pain points? So there may be types of clients that you work with that are having really specific pain points around Q4 or this time of year, such as regulatory changes or layoffs. Thinking about, okay, This is the type of client that I work with, getting into their head and thinking about what are the challenges they're facing right now that might be unique to Q4? How can I approach my sales process, my marketing process, my lead gen process in a way that really resonates with that specific situation that those ideal clients are in? So that's the type of business owner thinking you want to implement here in Q4 rather than just treating it as business as usual going about your day, going about your week, kind of on autopilot and not thinking about the unique dynamics of this time of year, of this Q4. So that's the first trap that I want to bring to your attention and help you to avoid falling into, that clients aren't buying at your end. Go down these two paths of how is this not true and thinking about 
all the reasons why this is the best time of year to sell and buy consulting services and then go down the path of it is true that clients aren't buying at your end at least a couple of of weeks at the year end and so now what spend some time with your business owner hat on thinking about your business and getting creative and innovative about the way you're approaching it that we've tackled the first trap here now let's tackle the second trap and that's the thinking of it's hard to juggle everything we have more on our plates right now especially in November and December. Just more on the plate, right? There seems to be more uh, parties to go to. There's more activities to go to. There's more presents to buy. If you celebrate the holidays, all the things. There's just a lot more things added to the list. And so we can be just start thinking about, well, it's just really hard to juggle everything. You know, I've got to work on client delivery. It's This is the thought process I often hear. It's hard enough to juggle client delivery with working on my business. And now I've somehow got all of these extra personal things going on. It just feels so overwhelming. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. It is hard to juggle everything. And there is more on your plate in Q4 most of the time than in other quarters. And even though that is mostly true. We could go down the path of debunking it, but let's just say it is mostly true that it's hard to juggle everything in this time of year. You also are a business owner, my friend. It is hard to juggle everything and that's your job to juggle everything. Here's the trap that I want to help you escape and avoid. And that is thinking like an employee in this case. So many of us kind of fall back into some employee thinking where we think about all these things we have to juggle on our list. We prioritize the fires. We prioritize whoever's yelling loudest enough. And almost all the time, those things that don't don't have an immediate gratification to them, like lead generation, fall by the wayside. As an employee, you could get away with that. You could shift things around and you would go to meetings. You would get the deliverables done that had to get done, that had certain deadlines or the, you know, the CEO wanted them from you, whoever it was, right? And the rest of the stuff you could put off. The rest of the stuff that was longer term or longer tail, you could put it off or you could delegate it. And quite frankly, you could justify to whomever was asking you, what was getting done and what's not getting done and why and what the remedy plan is. Maybe you needed to hire more people, whatever it is. Those are a lot, those common techniques that we use as employees when it's hard to juggle everything. Or you have other team members that can help pick up the slack. That's what it was like when you were an employee, when you were having busier seasons, such as Q4. But now you're a business owner. You are not an employee. You own a business. And yes, it can be very difficult to juggle everything, even on a, you know, a non-holiday type of a scenario, just in general, right? But at the end of the day, you are a business owner. And so you want to shift very intentionally to overcome this trap. You want to shift very intentionally into productive business owner quality thinking. 
and ask yourself and answer the questions that are going to get you where you want to go versus falling back into that old employee process, which is justifying how hard it is. So the three questions that I'll share with you with respect to this particular challenge in Q4 are number one, ask yourself, what are the most impactful activities in your business? Get very clear with yourself. Sometimes we just kind of take for granted that we know the answer to that and we don't refresh that. Ask ourselves and refresh the answer to that. What are the most impactful activities in your business in Q4? Identify the top two or three. That's it, not 50 of them. The top two or three. And then ask yourself, how can I make sure those get done? There's no justifying why they're not getting done. They have to get done. If you want to have a pipeline, you've got to focus on the activities that create a pipeline, for example. The third question you would ask yourself is, how can I make this easier? How can I make it more simple to get the result that I'm looking for? You do have more things on your plate in Q4. If you're like most of us, this is true. So ask yourself, what are these essential activities? How can I get them done? How can I make them easier and more simple to get the ultimate result that I'm looking for? Instead of justifying for yourself why everything is hard to juggle, that's not useful. What is useful is figuring out how do you get this work done to make sure that you've got a thriving pipeline. So that's the second trap. It's even highlighted in Q4 that you want to make sure that you're addressing very explicitly versus just taking it on the face value that it's hard to juggle everything. There's more on your plate. Everyone's pulling you in different directions and thinking that it'll be easier when you get to Q1 next year. That is not true. Just different problems come up, right? Different challenges. So go address this now. Go address this challenge of there's ebbs and flows in your priorities and what are the most impactful activities and how do you get those done, regardless of all of the other dynamics in the quarter. Okay, that was trap number two. Let's address trap number three and then I'll bring it all together for you in a wrap up. Okay, so trap number three is, I've touched on this a little bit already, but I wanna call it out very explicitly, which is really just kind of skipping ahead. Writing off Q4, thinking for all the different reasons, Q4 is is kind of a wash and I'm going to just really dial in Q1 and focus my time there or focus my time in next year. We want to make sure that you're able to not write off Q4 and get yourself to the place where you are making the most of your time here as we're wrapping up the end of the year. So with that, let's talk about what this looks like, first and foremost, this trap, right? Here's some very common things that I tend to hear. This wasn't the best year. Next year will be better. I should focus on next year because it's more likely to yield fruit. Kind of going back to the first example, people aren't buying at the end of the year. And also just thinking, you know, frankly, it can be so much more exciting to think about a fresh slate and all of the possibility for next year versus the realities of Q4. So those are some of the common traps that you might be falling into as you are thinking about Q4 and really 
being tempted to prioritize next year over finishing this year strong. So the first thing is really notice where you might be brushing by Q4 and get clear with yourself about how that dynamic is happening for you. And then you want to shift into business owner thinking. Ask yourself very explicitly, what are your Q4 goals? What does it look like to make the most of Q4? Getting very specific with yourself. Don't write off Q4 because next year is more shiny. Going to want to ask yourself, what exactly do I want to accomplish in Q4? What does it look like to make the most of Q4? How can I make the most of Q4? And what is going to give me the most momentum if I accomplish it in Q4 going into next year? Really doubling down on the possibilities and opportunities for yourself in this quarter. Okay, my friend, those are those three traps. So let's wrap all of this up together to make sure that you're making the most of Q4 and you've got a really solid plan to do so. So the first thing is to recognize those traps. I shared with you the three most common that I see with independent consultants, but ask yourself for you, you know, looking back in the past several years that you've been an independent consultant, or even if you're new to independent consulting, how did you treat Q4 as an employee? Think about what might those patterns look like and be really clear with yourself about what pitfalls might you inadvertently fall into if you don't treat this very intentionally. So we talked about those three most common that I see, which are number one, thinking that no one is buying consulting especially at the you know toward the end of the year and so therefore your efforts is kind of a waste of time to even worry about it that is not true we talked about how to overcome that the second is thinking that it's hard to juggle everything so you end up not trying to juggle anything you end up deferring and kicking the can down the road into next year instead of making the most of this year and then we talked about skipping over Q4 entirely thinking about the shiny object of next year and the mistake that comes with from that, the impacts to your business of, of writing off Q4 entirely and the questions that you want to be asking yourself to really be aware of where you might be leaving opportunity on the table for Q4 and how to turn that around so that you're making the most of it. There are so many amazing possibilities for you in this quarter, especially because your competitors are taking their eye off the ball too. So go double down and make the most of this. Identify where you're thinking about Q4 in a non-productive way, perhaps from an employee lens, and then ask yourself and answer those powerful business owner questions. And I shared, I think, 10 or so of them. We'll put them in the show notes. Go answer those questions for yourself and make yourself a very solid Q4 plan and then execute against it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to go download that consultant's yearly business plan. I'll just address the irony of that. I was telling you not to skip over Q4, but it is important in parallel to make the most and really double down on Q4, but also to spend some time thinking and planning for next year. So they go hand in hand. You can go download that yearly business plan at melissalieberman.com forward slash plan. And I will see you again next week. Take care.
Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business podcast. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.